Junior Noor Ghanam sat in her home in Doha, Qatar, early last summer, feeling optimistic. After half a semester of 4 a.m. classes and canceled opportunities, Ghanam still held on to hope that she'd return to Washington University in the fall. But as she saw how the COVID-19 pandemic exploded across the United States, Ghanam and her family decided it would be best for her to stay home. I remember just crying all the time, especially at the smallest, smallest triggers. Like one time WashU posted a picture. I can't even remember what it was of, you know, just WashU admissions and it's made me cry. Or um, one time in the car, the radio played one of the songs that they always play in BD and I just started crying. Um, I just felt very far away from it. Still, Ganam recognizes she made the right call. Seeing how the U.S. developed throughout the course of the pandemic, I can say it was the right decision, but that doesn't mean it wasn't a hard one. It's a decision hundreds of WashU students have had to make this past year. I'm Jaden Satinstein, and you're listening to a special edition of Editor's Note, highlighting the experiences of international students this past year. According to Martha Turner, Associate Director of the Office of International Students and Scholars, more than half of undergraduate international students are studying from overseas this year. A number of students did not come to campus because, frankly, where they were in the world, it was a lot safer than in the United States. Um, others didn't return because they couldn't. Uh, and by that, I mean, you, there are a number of countries, China being one, where uh, the consulates are not open. And so you can't get a new visa if you need it. There's also some countries, China, Brazil, Iran, um, where you are required, if you leave from that country, to go to a third country for 14 days before entering the United States. Now, that's true even now when some of those countries, China, for example, it does not have a high level of, uh, of the virus right now, but students still have to go um, to 14 days to a third country before coming here. That low level of the virus has allowed student Alex Huang to live what he describes as a pretty normal life. Since returning to Beijing at the end of June, Huang has spent time with high school friends and traveled to different parts of China. Although he's almost 7,000 miles away from St. Louis and 13 hours ahead of his peers in Missouri, Huang has been able to create a small WashU community of his own. At the end of fall semester, Huang and other international peers successfully proposed that the university fund WeWork Spaces in four Chinese cities, which would provide shared workspaces for WashU students. Since it opened in February, Huang has served as the organizer of the Beijing WeWork space. My home has a very unstable Wi-Fi network. So I come here for the good Wi-Fi and there's free coffee too. So, uh, I mean, it's great if you can st uh, study with some of your friends, your classmates. They're like uh, maybe like uh, a dozen each day. People from um, different sectors of uh, the Washington communities. And it's been great. There has been like uh, two or three occasions. We have game nights, which uh, there's a lot of board games, switch, ping pong, football. So uh, it's been nice. Still, Huang has struggled to feel connected to the larger WashU community. 
While having all asynchronous classes has allowed him a normal sleep schedule, it's also been pretty isolating. When you are uh, have, taking classes on recordings, you're not really feeling you're part of the class. You're feeling more like uh, something like you're taking a Coursera class. Not a good sense of uh, participation. And uh, you, you don't get to know your professors well. You don't get to know their classmates well. You don't get a good sense of like you're having a class in a tight-knit community, in the community of WashU students. That lack of community was one of freshman Elizabeth John's biggest concerns going into this year. Back in September, John spoke to Student Life about how she was preparing to spend her first year of college in her home in South Korea. Here's what she said then. Like, your first year is supposed to be so exciting and, like, you're supposed to meet new friends and kind of, like, this is, like, the stage where you're meeting new people. But because I'm not going on campus, I somewhat feel, like, left out in a way. Now, seven months later, John reflected on how this past year has compared to the expectations she described back in September. I still definitely feel, like, left out in some ways because... Everyone I talk to who are like older than me, they're always like, oh, you guys are so unlucky. Like you're missing out on your first year, like having fun, making new friends. I do feel left out in some way, but it's not like I haven't been making new friends at like the school because there's always like online options. You can text people, like Zoom people. And also there are people in Korea who go to WashU who are studying here. So like I'm, I've made friends with them uh, and it's, it hasn't been completely too bad, I guess, is what I'm saying. But I definitely would have like enjoyed being able to join clubs and like meeting people in person. While some students are starting their college careers abroad, like John, others are ending them there. Now in her final semester at WashU, senior Tina Chen said she had little choice in the timing of her classes, as she needs to take specific courses to finish her requirements. That means doing two all-nighters per week from her home in Shanghai. Still, Chen's found some silver linings to the year, like spending Lunar New Year with her family and traveling. Because everything's moved online and I'm in China, I was able to kind of travel more and just explore interests that are outside of schools. So I guess when you're outside the U.S., it kind of feels like I'm not really connected with school anymore in a way. Um, so I feel like there are like two lives that I'm living. One is in the days when I'm trying to explore like internships, hobbies, and meet friends um, in China. And this other life that's um, during the night when I'm connecting with WashU. That experience of living two lives has become all too familiar for international students this year. Living in Singapore, Junior Elaine So has found it difficult to grapple with all the tragic and disturbing news coming out of the United States. The news has definitely been kind of scary and discouraging to me, um, mostly because I almost feel like I'm leading like a dual life. Like my life in Singapore is like pretty cushy. Everything is um, being handled pretty well in terms of like dealing with the pandemic. But then I'm kind of looking at the news and then um, looking at all the shootings that have happened, you know, the end anti-Asian hate crimes and that kind of um, it's kind of horrifying to me Um, and I think also you know during the time of the Capitol riots um, that was also like something I was following closely and so all of that I think cumulatively kind of 
uh, was very worrying. Still, So has tried to make the most out of the year. She's currently taking the semester off from school to work. She spent the fall studying at Yale and U.S. College near her home in Singapore. So told Student Life back in September that she chose to spend fall semester at Yale and U.S. to have the in-person classroom experience she wanted out of her college education. Now, she says she got what she was looking for. I think looking back, um, I'm really glad that I did the semester at Yale and U.S. All my classes, save for one, uh, were in person, um, and they were all kind of like smaller seminar-style seminar classes, um, kind of similar to what we would have at WashU. Definitely think that at Yale and U.S. that was um, something that I also got, uh, which I was very happy about. Um, I think it really helped my learning process. So hopes to get that in-person experience again in the fall, when she plans to return to the WashU campus. According to Turner, she's not alone. Everything I'm hearing from students is they really want to get here, and we're hopeful um, that the consulates will open um, in, in, in the summer, and that the 14-day requirement of some countries, when appropriate, um, will be lifted. Huang, however, won't be back next year. He's graduating this May after three years at WashU, but that wasn't always his plan. While he said he'd thought about graduating early before the pandemic, it wasn't until he experienced firsthand how the U.S. government treated international students this past year that he decided to finish his WashU education in only three years. I was worrying about uh, like the relationship between U.S. and China. So if you follow international relations news, you know that it's not going so well, at least during Trump. Uh, I wasn't uh, excited about how they treat uh, international students. And uh, Trump is like pushing to make immigration rules tighter. So um, I was worried about uh, staying at uh, staying at school too long. I will, my like international student status might be influenced by U.S.-China relationships. I'm still worrying about that, which is why I uh, sort of like uh, graduating faster so I don't uh, get caught in all that diplomatic trouble. Unlike Huang, Ganam plans to move back to campus this summer, ahead of her senior fall. She's had an exceptionally difficult year. While dealing with remote classes from Qatar, she's also grieving her grandfather, who died of COVID-19 in November. He was in the hospital battling the virus for weeks, but since he lived in Jordan, Ganam and her family were unable to say goodbye. Reflecting on all she's been through this year, Ganam said she's proud of how resilient she's become. Back before the pandemic, I, I used to fear literally everything. And now I think I fear very little, you know, and that's kind of a big transition because Fear used to be my middle name, you know, afraid was my middle name. But now there's like very little that scares me. And I'm interested to see how I interact with the world after this. But this year has just dragged me and a lot of people through a lot. And, you know, we'll see. This episode of Editor's Note is part of Wound Focus, a special issue taking a closer look at the issues that matter to the Washington University community. You can find the full issue at studlife.com or at a campus newsstand near you. 
For Student Life Media, I'm Jaden Satinstein. Thank you.